This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, Matt Roberts, the man in charge of Tickford's technical team. Delivered the results that we, we much dearly needed, um, and it's you know, perfect timing heading into you know, the last two, two races of the year in Adelaide. Matt Roberts on Inside Supercars, and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're continuing our theme of talking to the people who had that winning weekend. And of course, uh, we're now talking to the team manager, Matty Roberts, a long time Tickford man. Welcome, Matt, because it's a great weekend for Tickford Racing. Yeah, g'day, Tones. G'day, Craig. And, um, yeah, thanks for having me back. It's, um, I think the last time we spoke, we actually, I said, you know, hopefully we can get some results. And, um, yeah, well, lo and behold, on the weekend, we had probably one of the best weekends we've had in a long time. Obviously, yeah, the cars were quick, early practice, um, practice one and two. Yeah, Cam, Cam and Tom were, you know, right on the money. and. Um, yeah, we, we were able to carry that speed through into qualifying and then ultimately in the shootout, which led us, um, you know, to having a good starting position um, for that for Saturday's race at least. Um, and then, yeah, executing the race. Um, look, you know, from a team perspective, it's, it's brilliant. Um, it couldn't, couldn't have come at a better time, you know. Everyone's hard work has sort of has suffered a bit in the last couple of rounds, you know, heartbreaking run at Sandown and Bathurst um, we didn't have quite the you know the successful enduro campaign that we would have liked but um, you know to bounce certainly bounce back at the uh, at the Gold Coast was um, was well deserved um, by the team you know hardest working team in the lane and then um, you know the drivers followed it up and executed really well over the weekend and delivered the results that we we much dearly needed um and it's you know perfect timing heading into you know the last two two races of the year in adelaide it was great to see and it was good to see we could repay you know Ford's commitment as well because you know those guys have, have really really been hunting the results and we've unfortunately we haven't been able to deliver too many of the the better results this year and it was also good to repay that back to ford one of the uh, interesting things is, Matt, that the Dick Johnson team, um, they had an absolute shocker of a weekend. It featured at no stage in either qualifying or racing, and yet they're the homologation team. It just seems extraordinary that, well, not extraordinary that Cam performed so well, but that uh, your cars um, were, were right up there for a large part of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to dig too much into another team, Tony. But um, you know, look, I, I guess we all we all have been there at, at different stages of you know 
of, of racing, whether your cars are quick out of the box. It's incredibly hard um, to, to roll up to a circuit like that and, and you know, only have two 30-minute practice sessions and hit the nail on the head. Whether they had issues in practice that hampered their qualifying on, you know, on Saturday, especially Saturday. Um, but, um, yeah, look, unfortunately, the results for them didn't go as well as it should probably should have. Um, I know the, the 11 had um, issues on the Sunday. You know, they had electrical gremlins and bits and pieces. A lot of it would, was out of their control. I think um, D-Pass was on for a, a top 10 result had that not had happened. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, it, it looked like Wilbur um, certainly struggled over the weekend. But, again, you don't know where their car is or, you know, what sort of level of performance they were expecting. But, yeah, unfortunately, they um, it didn't look like it sort of um, worked for them over the weekend. And no doubt that, you know, they're a strong team. They've got good guys down there. So they'll bounce, bounce back and um, I expect them to be on the pace and, you know, battling for podiums at Adelaide. I'm sure you'd be well aware because one of them was sitting next to you um, on Sunday. In fact, the other one as well. Both Cam and Dave Reynolds both talked about the impact of the wing, the extensions, the aero change. You know, they said they could feel it. They said, you know, that it, it helped them do those longer runs. And while, you know, they might have been marginal on tyres, they certainly were able to uh, give as good as they could. And I thought, in the, certainly in the case of David, and I thought Cam's um, Saturday and Sunday drives were as good as I've seen him drive at any stage in the last five or six years. Because, you know, to hold someone like Shane out, and he didn't do it unfairly, but to hold someone like Shane out takes a real skill. Yeah, certainly tones the, um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that the aero package didn't work. It clearly did. Um, you know, we were, we've been asking for this package for, for a while now and, and, you know, we were fortunate enough to get it this weekend um, through the channel. So, you know, look, it, it made, certainly made us more competitive over, over the weekend. Um, and it sort of gave everyone a new lease of life and, and, and what possibly, you know, to be, to, to expect. Um, you know, it, back to the racing on Saturday, Cam drove brilliantly to, you know, to defend, um, Shane in the last three or four laps there. And he was crawling all over it. And, you know, we, we had enough in the tank and we pressed when we had to. Um, and, um, you know, certainly Davey did the same thing on Sunday to, um, to Brody and, and look, yep, yeah, I'd, I'd expect that from that aero change. You know, we've, we've seen a shift of, of balance, uh, a little bit more rearward, which is what we sort of want, a little bit less on the front. Um, and, um, yeah, it sort of paid off, and we've both, we've both seen the, the fruits of that from, from the weekend. Talking parody, you did go to the media conference on Sunday night, and uh, Barry Ryan, he was quite keen to get some parody debate going or some parody parody if you like um by trying to ask cam whether he thought you'd achieve parody now and you, you stepped in very nicely there mm, yeah look uh, I, I want a little bit more time to you know dissect out the weekend and and how our performance stacked up it's it's really hard it's a hard question to answer and and you know, I think if someone had to, to answer it straight, straight away now, we'd sort of say, look, we're very, very close, but 
at the same time, you know, there's probably always room for a little bit more improvement and I think that's what we'll go back and, and look at and see. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, there's there's lots of work going on in the background. You know, the mulligating teams are feverishly getting cars ready for wind tunnels and um, there's still, you know, the engine um, parity discussion going on, which is, you know, it's gathering momentum and, um, you know, it's good from a, from a team perspective to hear that you know supercars are actively you know they want this to to be to be right in 2024 um it it hasn't been right this year so you know at least you know we've got the acknowledgement that from a category point of view they they want this to be as even as it can possibly be for the start of 2024 and the work has, has, has begun so, you know, we sit here at the moment and, and say, look, we're very, very close, but I still think there's room for improvement. You know, we, like I said to Barry on, on Sunday night, you know, we ran their aero package for a total of 60 minutes before we went into qualifying. Um, you know, it's hard to, hard to judge. You know, we haven't been able to fully test that aero package, so we might find more gains or, or you know, different ways of um, tuning the car now when we go back and we'll, we'll we'll go through all our data that we've collated over the four cars from the Gold Coast round. And then hopefully, you know, we can come out with more improvements from our balance perspective for, for Adelaide. So I, I still think there's work to be done. You know, we won't rest now. Um, we've already started focusing on um, Adelaide and, and 2024 for, for, for that effect. Just before we get to what 2024 looks like, can I get your thoughts on should you go to the wind tunnel testing in the off-season just to uh, have, a, have a, you know, an overview of, of how it's all being done? And would you, if you're not invited already, would you like to go? Um, personally, I think, I think a member from, from uh, well, at least a, a lead technical person from, you know, from at least from uh, either side should be invited. Um, there will be a lot of people there, I think, from both GM and Ford side anyway. So I think whatever information they find, you know, it's, it's all been coming to the teams as quickly as possible. Is it necessary for, for you know, every single team member to be present? Probably not. Um, would that create more politics and, you know, they, they maybe achieve less work? Um, that's possibly what would happen. Um, maybe a key, a key um, personnel from, from a, a few teams wouldn't hurt, but I know a few people that are going, so I'm, I'm satisfied with the, you know, with the people that are going. Um, DJR and Perry, we work very close to them, so I'm confident with what they are going to present and 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 trust that um, you know we'll, we'll have the best um, paratized car for the 2024 season. So I'm I'm confident in the process, and um, you know supercars are they're all over it, and you know they're not going to let anyone slip. So there'll be there'll be certainly no antics or tricks being played in the wind tunnel there's you know a huge investment I don't know the cost of of wind tunnel especially at wind shear is it won't be cheap um so there's a lot of investment going on so the the games will be a lot less I feel so I've got full confidence in the system are you able to give us an idea of what those costs are what have you uh, heard 
I think in excess of 500,000. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect it to be any cheaper than that. And then you've got to get the cars there and whoever's coming along. Yeah, the, the, the very expensive process. Okay, well, let's just uh, look at the next little round uh, happening in Adelaide. I'm sure that uh, you... Um, uh, all at Tickford as well as at DJR and Grove and various other Walkinshaws would love to uh, end the year on an even bigger high. Give us some idea. Uh, first of all, James had a, a big shunt on Sunday, an unfortunate one, an unavoidable one it would seem. Uh, how much damage was there to done to the uh, Snowy Mountains uh, car? Yeah, it's, it's sustained a, a small amount of um, chassis damage. We, we actually pulled the engine out today while we were at uh, Queensland Raceway, we had a ride day, so the crew got to work on that just so we could get a bit of a head start and actually see what, what sort of damage we were looking at before the car gets back to the shop. Um, it is minimal damage. Uh, look, obviously, you know, total loss of right-hand front corner suspension. Um, that really, you know, apart from the expense, is, is not too bad a damage. Um, fortunately, it's just plucked off the arms. It hasn't done any major chassis damage. There's a little bit of bar work uh, behind the engine that's that's got a little uh, crease in it, but that's we'll, we'll fix that. Um, it's not a not too bad. So you know we've got two and a half weeks turnaround now. So the you know the guys and girls will get back um, on Thursday morning when the truck is back, and we'll we'll get stuck into it and start the preparation for for Adelaide. Now we uh, we saw the fact that uh, Ray Lau wasn't there with Tom Randall as they've been for some particular uh, years. Chris Stuckey was uh, not not new to Tickford, but uh, new back with Tom. That seemed to work out pretty well because Tom showed that great race pace and qualifying speed that you need. And so you were happy with that uh, combination then. Yeah, very happy with it. You know, Chris being the, the seasoned campaigner that he is, um, wealth of knowledge and, you know, he's, he's got a cool, calm, level head. Um, yeah, it's no secret that Ray Lau is, you know, is off to uh, a, another team. Um, so, you know, we, we thought we'll, we'll, we'll try and um, repurpose Ray. We've got some other jobs that we, we needed um, having done while we're away at the at the racetrack. Um, so we um, yeah, we, we made the move with Chris onto onto Tom's car and and um, Chris will head up um, Thomas at uh, Adelaide as well. So we're looking forward to, you know, seeing what those two and that combination um, you know, can um, bring us in at Adelaide and um, yeah, they they work really well together at, at uh, the Gold Coast. So yeah, we're very impressed and um, pleased with uh, the results that those that group had. Now, Matt, you've worn various hats in your time uh, at Tickford, um, starting off on the Spanners and uh, working your way through to become team manager, taking over from Chris O'Toole. It, it's going to be a different year again because it's the downsizing of Tickford. It's probably one of the big stories for 2024. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an enormous um, restructuring that's going on at the moment, um, Tony. We've got uh, you know, an outgoing CEO with Kim and um, and Rod and Spen are, are you know really looking at the business and how how we are structured and, and we are going to be looking a little different in 2024. Um, you know, like I said to the journo's on over the weekend, the you know the team is active, actively looking for a CEO replacement, whether that's 
it won't be a sporting or technical role um, because um, you know we've got myself and, and Brad you know heading up sporting and technical so the need and the want for someone um, in that role it'll be a little different um, so there will be someone uh, Rod's is waiting for the right person to come along and um, fill that position that he needs. Well, it was certainly interesting uh, last year when uh, Dick Johnson uh, and Ryan Story reached out to uh, an ex-AFL coach in David Noble, and he brings obviously a very different skill set, but um, I'm surprised by the number of times I've heard people talk about how how relevant you know high-performance coaching is to high-performance as a CEO of a race team. Yeah, it's funny you should mention that, Tony, because um, we actually use uh, a high-performance um, sports performance coach in our in our business, um, and, you know, and we've identified that that role is a very critical, important role to to anyone's business. And interestingly, you know, David Noble comes from a you know high-performing, albeit AFL background, and and I think that. You know, that appointment saw, you know, the change of guard, I guess. Um, someone that probably knows not a terrible amount, no no disrespect to David Noble, but he probably wouldn't know the ins and outs of, of cars and the dynamics and how it all works. But he's certainly uh, from a performance, high-performing, um, uh, he would certainly know his, his strengths there. And, and, and I think you'll find that that's um, the the trend or the direction that teams will start heading in. One of the other things that you'll be doing is you'll be changing the structure from four cars to two cars, changing the number of mechanics and probably a lot of the associated people. Is there other parts of Tickford that is going to be able to pick up staff or is it actually going to be a parting of ways and it'll be quite a sad time at the end of the year? Yeah, two two ways to look at it. Yeah, there will be a few people that are you know, parting ways with the team and, you know, we've been quite open with all our staff from, 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 the, from the get-go and, um, you know, when we, when we announce it as a team, um, there'll be natural attrition, there'll be some people that we don't want to go, some people that are, that are leaving on their own terms, whether they're, you know, getting out of the sport or, or whatnot. Um, it'll be a different dynamic. We've got, obviously, um, a four VCS crew at the moment and a two-car um, Super 2 program running in parallel. We've got um, an expansion going on in um, Super 2 next year, so expanding to to three Super 2 cars, so we'll be able to repurpose um, quite a few of the crew um, between VCS and, and, and Super 2. So, you know, all is not lost for the, for the guys that are hanging around and, and wanting to keep racing. So, you know, there is work to be done. Um, there's, yeah, like I said, there's, there's a few people that are, that are heading off to other teams and, 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 and doing other various jobs that they're currently not doing, so whether they're moving to a different role. Um, so there's, there's always that ongoing. So, yeah, it'll be a different makeup, but, you know, the, the main thing that Tickford and, and we are going to focus on is making sure that we've got the right chemistry in the mix to, to go and challenge for a, a championship 2024. Um, and obviously we want to try and maximise our performance and, and that's, and that, that's a decision that we've made that, and that's the focus we need to do to, to be able to achieve 
those goals is to, um, you know, firstly downsize and then secondly focus on on the job at hand, and that that will enable us to. We feel that we should be able to, you know, go and win more races, hopefully all, and and come home with that championship that's uh, eluded us since um, Frosty in 2015. And is there other divisions? There was. There was rumours and, and stories going around that you might have been looking at a GT program. Are there other series that are a natural fit for your team skills? Yeah, certainly it's something that, um, you know, we're, we're going to be looking at actively over the next probably year or two. Um, certainly if it's not the GT3 or GD4 program, which is starting to gather momentum, I know Ford have, um, you know the Mustang that's running around in both of those categories at the moment over in Europe. Um, so there's certainly an avenue there, and and that's something that Secret Engineering will will explore, which is an offshoot of of obviously the race team, which um, you know we're we're up and running now with manufacturing. So a race team supporting um, you know day to day businesses as well, whether it's um, you know not just race cars and 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 supporting race teams, it's other areas as well that we're looking at. So, And it's something that we've identified that we need to be diverse in. And there's a bit of noise in the background. Can you let the listener know the ritual of Tickford after a good weekend? <laughs> oh, I didn't want to let that one out of the bag, but I'm, I'm happy to tell you too. But we're, I'm actually currently sitting in Macca's uh, Queensland Airport uh, fulfilling a, a podium um, uh, payment for the, for all the hardworking crew. It's 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 a happy meal. Um, it uh, it sort of repays all the hard work that the crew do. It's it's only a small, very very small token, but it's a, it's a strong sign of appreciation for you know a podium and uh, all the hard work that goes with it. So it's a little joke between all the crew, all the guys and girls get amongst it, and you know we we roll up to the desk and order fifty happy meals and. Everyone walks away with a big smile on their face and a toy. <laughs> I was about to say, how long has that been part of the process at Tickford and and what toy did you come away with, more importantly? Um, I haven't actually had a look at this this the toy today, but um, it's, it's actually been going on since about 2015. We've kept this up. So it all started when um, we had a double podium at Sandown with um, Chaz and, and Thomas um, uh, sorry, Chaz and um, Lee at uh, Sandown. So we'll, we'll, we've kept that tradition going, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll every uh, every round next year. I, I might have to choose a, a little bit more healthier option for the crew, but for now they're, they're happy, pretty happy with Happy Meals. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us and giving us that insight into the uh, post Tickford uh, weekends. Um, I hope you get to do another one of those trips uh, after Adelaide. I look forward to catching up with you and uh, other members of the team. It's been wonderful to see. And and as you would well know, Cam and Tickford, they're well-loved members of the Australian motor racing scene and showed yet again as to how much potential that you and and all those people there have to uh, really put their imprint large on this uh, Australian supercar series. Thank you again, Matt. Best of luck. We'll see you in Adelaide. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Craig. And, um, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, be able to bring home another strong result in Adelaide. So cheers, guys.
Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is...